Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello, Football and Grits listeners. This is Andy Staples. Got another off-season treat for you. It's me and our Georgia beat writer, Seth Emerson, talking Bulldogs state of the program. Is this the year that Georgia under Kirby Smart finally gets over the hump? They keep taking cracks at it. If they keep recruiting like this, they're breaking through eventually, right? That's the big question. Here's me and Seth. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We've got another state of the program edition. It's dropping a little later than you're used to on a Monday because uh, my guest Seth Emerson and I, we had Mother's Day duty on Sunday. We were not supposed to be working and recording podcasts. And Mm -hmm. so we're still married, which is good. But now we're going to talk football. Mm -hmm. So Seth, you covered Georgia for us. Your state of the program edition came out on Monday. So if you want to read that on The Athletic, please subscribe because Seth takes us on a little trip to a lovely town called Narrativeville. And Correct. Seth, this is uh, this is one of those that the Georgia one drives me a little bit crazy because you've got your, your 1980 jokes and you've got your Kirby Smart can't win the big one and you've got your mm-hmm. you've got your, well, they haven't done anything, but then, and then you got your, well, they got to win this year. But then if you look at the, the numbers mm-hmm. and, and we were just doing this before we started, it's not quite so dire. It doesn't seem to me. And I think Andy, the, the distinction is mostly people that either follow Georgia very closely or are Georgia fans. I I do a lot of out of market radio interviews and they ask me basically is Kirby smart under pressure? You know, are are fans getting restless, blah, blah, blah. And it it always takes me aback. Why? It doesn't take me aback anymore because I'm used to it. But initially it did because you want to say, yeah, they haven't won a national championship, but they're not out here going seven and five. Uh, they've gone slightly backwards every year since almost winning the national championship. But as elucidated in the story, as you've said, their winning percentage is still really good. They're still recruiting well every year. And to go into the Narrativeville thing, which I have to admit, it was probably inspired a little bit by those commercials. The Fanville commercials <laughs> and the houses, you know. Is, is there a grill yeah. master in narrative? The, the look on his face when she says, I can't taste the difference between gas and charcoal. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. that is pure devastation right there. Yeah, and and you do know that's Brian Bosworth, who's the cop in those oh, commercials. I do. It's the sheriff. Yes. Seth, I, the sheriff. He's, he's a sheriff. Okay, I'm sorry. We're in we're in the south, they're sheriffs. Um yeah, I actually, I, I, the face was recognizable, but he had a beard. So I'm like, who is that? And so I looked it up and I realized, oh, it's Brian Bosworth. So that's cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, in Narrativeville, 
Georgia inside the house is kind of looking around going, okay, you know, we're good. We'd love to win a national championship this year. It would be really good to do it while JT Daniels is on campus and we've got all these other guys. You don't know how long you're going to have Todd Munkin calling plays for you before he gets hired away somewhere else. But they're not like it has to be this year or else because of the way they've recruited. There's no championship window that is closing right now when when you're recruiting the way you have and when you continue to have five-star quarterbacks coming in. That's the key thing. You might be losing. You're probably losing J.D. Daniels after this year, but then he's going to be replaced either by Brock Vandegrift or Gunnar Stockton or who knows. Wait, they got a transfer. I I mean, I know this, but when you say it out loud, like that, there's a Brock and a Gunner. A Brock and a there's a Carson. Um, There's a Jackson Muschamp, the walk-on. Uh, related to a last, uh, last name might sound familiar. Senior analyst, yeah, 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 um, yeah. They've, <laughs> for, they've, for, yeah. Senior analyst, former player for Georgia, might have had, might have done some other things too. Yeah, the uh, the I'm looking at the analyst jobs at Georgia or off field. They have a must champ. They have two must champs actually. They have a dually, and they have they have one other famous. Oh, they have a Jancic. And that's the actual John Jancic. Then they have a Van Gorder, Montgomery Van Gorder. So <laughs> not Brian. What's old is new at Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is amazing. But so let, let's let's read some records here because this is this is where you kind of you you start to understand where where exactly they are and what the impediment is. And I think you know all Georgia fans know <laughs> what the impediment really is, but. Georgia is 44 and nine since 2017. And I know you're saying, oh, why'd you take Kirby Smart's first year out of it? Because they weren't very good. They were not what uh, one of those things is not like the other. And what was Nick Saban's first year at Alabama? Yeah, like he, they lost to Louisiana six, Monroe. Seven, yeah, we, yeah, we're not yeah. going to, we're, we're, we're going to yeah. skip past that one. So Georgia's 44 and nine since 2017. Bama is 51 and four with two national mm-hmm. titles. Ohio State is 45 and five. Clemson is 51 and five with a national title. Oklahoma is 45 and eight. So that's the neighborhood George is in. There is no one else in that neighborhood. LSU won a national title, went 15 and 0 in 2019, but the, the years around those have not been the same level of dominance. And, and all those teams you listed, Andy, uh, two of them are in the same conference. So Oklahoma and Ohio State and Clemson don't have to deal with Alabama in their conference. Go put Georgia in the Pac-12, and they're in the playoff every year of the last don't four give, years. Don't um, give Josh Brooks any ideas. He's a new AD. He might be trying to shake things up. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd like the travel costs on that, but um, <laughs> I would like the travel costs. No, but but the flip side of it, to be fair, is that, yes, Georgia has to go through Alabama every year, but on the other hand, Alabama has to go through a gauntlet in the West, whereas Georgia in the East does not. Um, they, they had Florida rise up and get them last year, but really like in the East this year, who's the third best team, Missouri or Kentucky, probably, probably. And I don't, yeah. And I don't think anyone expects them to be top 15, top 20, really maybe sneak into the top 20. Um, and then you've got three other programs in South Carolina, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt that are going through new coaches again. So Georgia has an easy path, which is where I think there would be deserved criticism and pressure if they don't win at all. Well, when we say win at all, they, they need to get back to Atlanta this year. Admit, Correct. 
They need they to get need, back. They need to, the to not lose to Florida. And look, yeah. they could even lose to Florida and get to Atlanta the, the way yes. the, the schedules yes. work out this year because Florida has to play Alabama and LSU, and Georgia mm-hmm. has Auburn and Arkansas. Auburn, we don't know what Auburn's going to be. We we know what Alabama's going to be, and I got a feeling LSU's going to be pretty good. So mm-hmm. Florida's under way more pressure than Georgia as far as the schedule goes. Yeah, I don't know that we want to go down this rabbit hole of speculation, but if Georgia, let's say, were to lose – to Florida and Clemson, but still win the division at 10 and two. Do they go in to the SEC championship as win and in, in the playoff? Probably depends on the way the rest of the, I, I think it depends on what the West champ at. looks like, but I, I'm guessing the West yeah. champ is a, uh, the West champ's going to be an 11 and one or 12 and O team. <laughs> and I, you notice I'm not saying Alabama specifically because I think LSU and Texas A&M are going to be really good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that, that, and that's the thing that Georgia's, run up against and you mentioned that it's not like Ohio State in the Big Ten Clemson in the ACC Oklahoma in the Big 12 it's not like they can just roll out and dominate they are still chasing Alabama you know they didn't and and I think it's interesting in 2017 they won the SEC title they played for the national title they did not beat Alabama like until they beat Alabama it feels like none of this is real well, the, the other narrative out there um, is comparing Kirby Smart to Mark Richt, who I spoke to actually last week sometime about this for a separate story. But we were just talking a little bit about, you know, the, you know he knows that pe- people send him the comparisons between Kirby's first five years and Rick's first five years and how they almost line up perfectly, whatever. Well, one the main reason that Richt was ultimately fired was that he wasn't winning consistently an sec east that was there for the taking the sec east is still there for the taking and kirby has been winning it so mark rick was winning 10 games but he was essentially fired once that florida game happened in 2015 when it was uh, okay Faton, we're not going the Faton bouts again yeah yes yeah they're not they were not that ensured they were not going back to the sec championship game for the third straight year they went in 11 and 12 didn't go 13, 14, 15. And he, like 13 and 14 were the years Missouri won it. 15 was Jim McElwain's Florida team. It was not a hard division. And Rick was having trouble getting back. If Kirby can at minimum win this division, and he should, then it's a matter of, yeah, then you got to get over the Alabama hump. And, and that's where I don't think it would be fair to just be attacking him because he's not as good as Nick Saban. Nobody's been as good as Nick Saban. Well, very con- right. Dabo's come the closest, and he's done it a couple times, but he doesn't have to compete with him in order to get to the playoff. And and the thing about Rick, the comparisons, Rick was actually pretty awesome his first seven years. So yeah, it's a compliment. You and I have talked <laughs> about this before, and 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 Rick, you know, kind of Rick doesn't mind it. Like he says, yeah, it's it's. I mean, he this is it. I, I'd have to go back. I'll have to go back and listen to the tape to see what exactly he says. So I'm not going to quote him on it. Um, but me and you, we, we've always said this, like the, people are comparing Kirby to Rick as if it's a, you know, it's a, bad it, it's thing. a condemnation. It's not. It's a compliment. Yeah, if, I was if you're comparing him then. to 2000. I, I here. Right. I, I covered that SEC championship game, 2002, 2003, 2004. I was there for the Sugar Bowl after the 2002 season. That those were great years. People were in love with what Mark Rick was doing. It, and even like the next five years were pretty good. There were signs that things weren't 
getting back. And a lot of it had to do with Nick Saban and Urban Meyer were then in the league. Um, well, Saban was in the league when Rick first got here too, but he was in another division and he wasn't winning at the level Alabama is. And then the last five years essentially is what got Rick fired. And, you know, but we haven't seen that from Kirby. We haven't, at least consistently last year was a, you know, an abbreviated seven and two season losing convincingly at Alabama and Florida. That was a more of a Rick like year as in the last five years of the Rick era. But it's one year we've seen that. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. So if JT Daniels was healthy all season and, and had been the starter all season, the Jamie Newman experiment had never happened and he they hadn't spent an entire offseason thinking Jamie Newman was going to be their QB and he, he leaves – do you think they win one of those two games they lost? Because if they do, they go to Atlanta. I I think the Florida game is definitely on the table because between the two of them, Stetson Bennett and Dwan Mathis, was it three interceptions? It was not um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I, I don't I don't know but, that they win that game just because defensively they were really banged up and Florida was scoring. And that locked. was right. the The Florida game was when Richard LeCount went out for that motorcycle accident. So they were without one of their best defensive players. They were banged up. I think Jordan Davis was still out that game too. Um, But we, yeah, we focus on quarterback uh, a lot. And again, this is a rabbit hole. I don't necessarily want to go down, but if you go back and read the story I did on JT Daniels a couple weeks ago, it's mainly about his mother and JT and how they're so much alike. And it's mainly a personal interest story, but in there, I do have a quote from his dad about how that was handled last year and it's still this eternal mystery why didn't he start earlier why didn't he start earlier why didn't he start earlier we've kind of i've talked to so many people about this including jt's dad that i think we can land on the fact that he was not cleared for the first game 
He just couldn't have played. Wasn't ready. And in that game, Stetson Bennett comes off the bench, rescues Georgia, and then he's going to get the start off of that. JT Daniels is then cleared, but he he hasn't been cleared. You've got Stetson Bennett. We've got to, we, we look back and say, my God, how could they have started Stetson Bennett over JT Daniels? But that's in hindsight based on how Stetson Bennett finished. For a few games, Stetson Bennett was really good, but and it, they weren't going to yank him. Is not the story of Kirby Smart at Georgia, my God, how could they have started that quarterback over that other quarterback? Yeah. In, in when hindsight? At the time, <laughs> right. When, when it, it's, a, it's a story of a bunch of very defensible decisions that blow up in his face. <laughs> like yeah. Jake Fromm, Justin Fields. Nobody around the Georgia program after the 2018 season was going to tell you to send Jake Fromm on his merry way. Thank you for two good years. Thank you for taking us to the national championship game. Thank you for nearly taking us to the playoff again. Uh, thank you for having the, you know, being the third best quarterback, you know, in the SEC after Tua and, and the other guy um, in two, 2018. Oh, oh, Mac no, Jones, yeah. No, no. <laughs> 2018. Yeah, no, that was the yeah, 18. It wasn't Burrow. Um, anyway, but he was, it was Jalen Hurts, not Jalen Hurts too much. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Anyway. Um, but then it blows up in his face because Jake Fromm goes, regresses in 2019 and Justin Fields does great. And so it's the same kind of thing in 2020 staying with Stetson Bennett because of circumstance was very defensible, especially when you're not sure about JT Daniels and his dad backs it up, says like, look, he wasn't ready. And and when the season starts, you can't be giving a bunch of reps to many guys. Like you've, yeah. you've got to go with your, your guy. Well, I, I, they went I think with the, the Newman Daniels thing, after. yeah, the Newman thing sort of threw the wrench in all of that. Yes. Because yes. that's, that's the, if you didn't have, thought. yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't have Jamie Newman, I don't know if you can say that it would have been an accelerated schedule for JT Daniels because you still have the health concerns, but it, it, I think you would have, he, he would have been higher. I don't know. It might've been handled differently. The Jamie Newman thing really threw them for a wrench. I mean, if maybe Dwan Mathis just wasn't good enough, but if Jamie Newman's not here, if he never transfers here, so you never have him as your presumed starter, and then you have that yanked away. Maybe Dwan Mathis is getting number one snaps all along, and he's yeah. more ready than he looked. Another yeah, it, what might have been, who will know ever know with Georgia football. But that and, and that's the thing. Until they break through, until they win a national title, that's all it's going to be. It's going to be this. Yep. It's going to be the Florida fans and the Alabama fans throwing 1980 in their faces mm-hmm. because they've gotten mm-hmm. more recent national titles. Auburn does too. Uh, Mm-hmm. And I, that's that's the part that I think has probably got to be most frustrating to them is they are, by all accounts, an elite program, especially talent-wise. I mean, when we talk about who can win a national title, it's a very short list. George is on the list, but they're mm-hmm. the only one in that group that doesn't have one really in the last decade. And Georgia Tech has a championship more recently yes. than George. Yes. So even they can throw out 1980. Although I always, you know, the national championship game was technically 1981. Why does never anyone say that? It was January 1st, <laughs> 1981. Um, 
anyway, that, that's my main quibble with that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, but the thing is, they've done everything but that. They've even appeared in the national championship game. They've had a lead in overtime. In <laughs> Lost in the most game. crushing, yeah. heartbreaking yeah. fashion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Mark Rick didn't get him to the national championship game. He might have if there had been a playoff during Rick's tenure. Playoffs, yeah. Two, eight, 2007, Georgia they, is probably winning yeah. a, a playoff if they're in. 2012 is really interesting because Georgia loses a game to Alabama where it was 50 50. Yeah. But in a, if that's a 14 playoff, does Georgia get left out? Cause they say, well, you had your shot. We're going to put two other teams in. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the 18 playoff would have been great. 12 team playoff would have been great for Mark Richt. Um, and even for, for Curry smart people forget again, the, the, to go back to the, the Jake, why Jake from, was considered like you couldn't just bench him, whatever that 2018 team suffered a heartbreaker. That team gets forgotten, forgotten so much. We go from 2017 to now so quickly, but that 2018 team had a pretty seemingly convincing lead on Alabama in the sec championship and then lost it in heartbreaking fashion. And all they had to do is punt still. Yep. Yep. The fake punt that team was still number five in the last playoff rankings. So you're, Which, then they, by the way, they lost to Texas. They fell in the final overall. Rankings. That, that ranking may be what gets college football and expanded playoff. That was the one that yeah. sort of sent some people over the edge because yep. Georgia was still ahead of Ohio state and Ohio state had a few, one fewer loss, had a, a league title, but I mean, yeah. I would have loved to see a Georgia Ohio State game that year. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, but I honestly like I fought, I fell in the category of if the regular season is supposed to matter that much, then Georgia shouldn't have been in the playoff that year. I didn't think there was much of an argument to put Georgia in the playoff. Um, they had lost one game that year, right? They lost the LSU game, and then they had lost Alabama. You know, they they lost on the field, so I, I don't know why you put them in yet they were still number five because the playoff committee thought they were still that good. Yeah. I mean, they, they were flawed enough to have lost that Oklahoma team that, that finished four because that Oklahoma offense was amazing. I mean, it was going to, it, yeah. it actually probably would have been the same game that they'd played in the Rose bowl mm-hmm. the year before, just with Kyler Murray instead of Baker Mayfield. So I, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because it seems like Georgia always has that one fatal flaw, whether it's quarterback mm-hmm. or whether it's uh, some sort of decision-making you know, they just don't seem as perfect as some of these teams. Like, you know, last year's Alabama team, the LSU team before that, the Clemson team before that, you know, they, they just have everything. And now the, the last sort of imperfect national champion was that 2017 Alabama team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they got in. They, they backdoored their way in as the number four seed. They didn't win their division. Uh, but they got in and, and they won it all and, and they weren't even that perfect. I mean, they, they beat Clemson, not with offense. Clemson wasn't very good. Did the, yeah. Clemson yeah, but they, they did the, they, they were not the they number, the they should not have been the number of, one seed. Yeah. In the semifinals, they did the typical kind of Alabama stranglehold, you know, yeah. and, and just suffocate the other team to death. Um, but in the championship game against Georgia, they were losing. Georgia was the better team for most of the game. And then, here comes to uh, and we all know what happened. 
Well, it, it's just amazing how that changes everything. Because if they win that game, if Georgia wins that game, we are having a completely different conversation. We're just saying yeah. Georgia's been great since Kirby Smart's been there. They're going to be the favorite in the SEC East again. It's actually a pretty boring conversation, to be honest with you, because they've gotten over the hump. They, they've, they've done what they're supposed to do, and it's not – there's no drama. But now there is drama, and it's interesting because I, I think it just has to do with where Georgia is in the world, the, the, the natural resources Georgia has, the natural mm-hmm. advantages Georgia has. Like, it is not possible for Georgia to overachieve. They can only mm-hmm. achieve – which is yeah. win the national title or underachieve. Yeah. Well, um, 2012, I mean, it, it all comes down to one play. We talked yeah. about the 2017 national title game, 2012, that, that pass isn't tipped or that's an accurate pass. And, and Georgia wins that game. They, they probably go beat Notre Dame in the championship. Mark Richt has his ring and Mark Richt can name when he retires, you know, Kirby smarts coach in South Carolina right now. Maybe, maybe wow. he lasted five years. That, yeah, that is, yeah, that is a crazy alternate history right there. I had not thought about it that but way, it, but you're right. It's, it's crazy, but not wrong. Like very much probably has a great chance of happening, but yeah, I mean, and so then you look at Georgia this year and say, what's the fatal flaw going to be? And, and the, the good news for Georgia is that they've had two very Georgia things happen in George Pickens ACL tear and Tyreek Stevenson transferring when he was going to be your number one cornerback, leaving you with no experience at cornerback this year. But, and you may say, well, what do you mean? That was good news. No, neither was good news, but the good news is it happened early enough in the year, 2020, the very Georgia thing was Jamie Newman opting out. And that happened in September, 2019 was uh, Jeremiah Holloman. Mm-hmm. Name and a lot of people nationally yeah. may not know, but Jeremiah Holloman was dismissed from the team when he was going to be Georgia's best number receiver. one receiver. Yeah. Most years, best receiver coming back. He was dismissed from the team over the summer. What ended up being the most fatal flaw for the 2019 team? It was receivers. Uh, 2018 was it happened in late in the fourth quarter of the SEC championship game, <laughs> calling up a, a fake punt when. You know, again, well, there were actually I, reasons. I would also argue letting Jalen Hurts lead. Alabama down the field for touchdowns when Tua couldn't, which was the yeah. the polar opposite of the game that ended the previous season in the same stadium. Yeah, no, we're we're going like we're we're being too much historian here, Andy. But the 2018 Georgia defense was built to stop Tua, was built to right. stop a pocket quarterback, and when Jalen Hurts got back on the field, that screwed them because they didn't have the guys, the Roquan Smith, Lorenzo Carter's on the edge. Dominic Sanders, guys like that, to stop him when he scrambled and when he extended plays. The 2017 defense was built to stop Jalen Hurts, but not to stop Atua. So that was that. Those two seasons were more like Georgia's just terrible luck. But it's not because that wouldn't happen, Alabama. They would just adjust. Well, like that. Yeah. That's the difference, and that that's what Georgia's got to be able to do. They have. Better players than almost everybody else. The only teams they would play, like when they play Clemson, if they play Alabama, maybe Texas A&M, LSU, mm-hmm. depending on who they would see in Atlanta, that's the only time they're going to see somebody in the regular season with players as good as theirs or better yes. players than theirs. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, 
depending on what happens with injuries and, and whatnot. But Georgia is still in good shape at receiver with Pickens out, and they still talk about Pickens maybe returning late in the year. Um, at cornerback, they have time to give these young, well-regarded cornerbacks some time in there. Plus, like the draft was a few weeks ago. Georgia's top two cornerbacks were picked 29th and 33rd overall in the draft, and Georgia's pass defense still got killed by Alabama and Florida like there's there's not much you can do sometimes so that that's just a general well, lesson in, in and it, and it may be days. it may be Tyke Smith coming in playing playing Nickelback. again for for Jamel Adai who was at, yeah. at, at West Virginia I mean that may be the difference they need because I, I I like replacing good corners the way they've recruited I feel like they can do that they yes. have yeah, they they have the talent to to replace that. The quarterback thing is not always so easy. That seems to be answered, which which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a freak of nature at tight end, which mm-hmm. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna echo the Georgia fans and just like throw it at the tight end every play, please yeah. do it. Yeah, until they figure out how to stop. Yeah, I I think we're gonna be talking about when if Georgia makes the SEC championship game, like probably ninety percent chance they do. If they don't make the SEC championship game, we are talking about a failure. But yeah. going into the SEC championship game, if George is in there and we're talking about what – yeah, I think we're going to be talking about something different than cornerback or receiver just because that's the way things go. Georgia could lose that game to Clemson because it doesn't have experienced cornerbacks. They're going to be experienced by the time the SEC championship rolls around. They're deep at receiver. It's You, you wonder whether there will be some other injury to come up, something else will come up, or whether we're talking about a dominant Georgia team going into the SEC championship, but people still aren't picking them because they just say it's Georgia. I can't pick them. But that that goes back to your theory of Georgia is better when no one expects anything. So mm-hmm. if if they have finally lulled everyone into thinking, well, they're never going to get over the hump, then that's when they're going to get over the hump. Yeah, I mean, in 2012, I remember people didn't expect that game with Alabama to be that close, but Georgia was leading most of it. Um, they they were Georgia was a little bit of a disappointing team that year because they'd been throttled by South Carolina. Um, 2017, nobody saw that coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe they're they're lulling some people this year into you know. Well, we're, ta- I, I we're talking they, about they Darnell Washington to too. Yeah, we're we're talking about Darnell Washington and Kyrus Jackson and those guys. We didn't we haven't mentioned the backs yet. <laughs> like Georgia's really deep at tailback. Zamir White, James Cook, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh. Yeah, they're, everyone's back. It, at receiver, they lost a transfer kind of near the tail end. George Pickens got hurt. At running back, everybody's back. They, they, their offensive line may be an issue this year. I, th- I think that's the one, like, at cornerback, I think they have the talent. They just need the reps. They yeah. need the games. They may they may suffer for it at first. You know, it may be what cost them the Clemson game, but they don't need that. The offensive line, you know, they've, they've got a lot of really good guards, but do they have the tackles? Do the tackles catch up? Oh, don't don't go draft don't go draft Nick on me, Seth. No one can actually play tackle. They all need to move inside to guard. You know, when they said that about I, Isaiah Win, yeah. he's a pretty yeah. darn good tackle. <laughs> yeah, well. Jamari Sawyer was the tackle last year. He moved to guard for the bowl and looked good, but he may have to move back to tackle because they're not confident in him 
you know, they're not confident in the tackle. They need in to be the confident other guys. in the tackles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you that on the draft level, like if these guys were really good college tackles, let them play in the NFL. I'm just talking about Georgia trying to win in 2021. Yeah. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. From a talent perspective, they are exactly where they need to be. They just and, and the quarterback piece seems to be in place. And even even if something happens to Daniels, now you've got a bunch of recruits that you know you, you've got Brock Vandegrift on campus. You Carson Beck's been mm-hmm. there a year. You know these, these are people who were very highly touted recruits. So you should have everything you need now. You have the schedule. Mm-hmm. This is the schedule feels a little bit like. Remember how with Texas A and M, everybody was pointing to year three for Jimbo Fisher. That'll be the year. Mm-hmm. That'll be the year. And then the thing that made the schedule set up nice got wiped away by the pandemic, and the schedule got harder. But they still got better, and they still were yeah. good the year they were supposed to be good. So maybe that maybe Georgia does that because with this schedule, like the, the Clemson thing is is the is the one thing that's sort of crazy about it is. That's the first game. Clemson will not be a super veteran team. You know, they're they're losing Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Amari Rodgers. Offensively, mm-hmm. their defense is is almost, you know, almost fully intact. But Georgia can lose that game. Georgia does not have to win that game to win the national title. What's going to happen if Georgia loses it, however they lose it? Like unless it's some terrible officiating decision and Georgia was robbed that we'll be back in narrative bill to bring this back to the beginning. Oh yeah. It won't matter that Georgia doesn't need that game that they will still be favored in their next 11 and will easily, you know, waltz into the sec championship game with a chance to make the playoff, but they still couldn't beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. It won't matter that Clemson's new quarterback is really good too. Yeah. It won't matter that Clemson is recruited well also. It'll just be that Kirby Smart is not as good as Dabo Swinney and et cetera, but that, et cetera. That, that may be what they need. That gets them in the weeds for the rest of the year. <laughs> they, they, that, yeah, you're right. Like I was going to say a couple minutes ago, on some level, they just need something to play for. They need, a, they need to, to play the disrespect card. And you can't play the no one's disrespecting our talent card. So, yeah, yeah maybe you need to lose to Clemson and have that providing fire the rest of the year. I, I I don't know. I think they'd prefer to win that game, but I, I think you're right. I think they have everything they need. This is the year they, they should be able to get over the hump. But if they don't, it doesn't mean they're going to fire Kirby Smart. Like I, I know people think, oh, this is like 2015. It is not like 2015. No, no, no. <laughs> this is no. a very no, different situation. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not even a discussion worth worth having. Josh Brooks, you, you name-checked him earlier, um, the new AD. He has a lot of fish to fry at this athletic department. Football's not one of them. I'm not no. sure how much time he spends worrying about football. 
No, they're they're where they need to be. And the thing is, this is one of those, this is almost kind of a numbers game at this point. If you keep taking this many cracks at it with this much talent, you will eventually break through. That's just, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that they will not get their shot to get back into the college football play. Now, look, the playoff probably going to expand. A team like George is probably in it every year at that yeah. point. But while it's a four-team deal, they've, they've probably got to beat somebody like Alabama, whether that's Alabama or LSU or Texas a whoever that is, somebody elite on the other side to get in. And so we'll see if they can pull that off. If anything, the eight-team playoff is going to be something Kirby Smart can't wait for. Because oh, that he's way he's scheduling not for blocked. It. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's already scheduling for it. He, he he was ahead of everybody in in scheduling up. I mean, they got Ohio State, Texas, Florida State, uh, Oklahoma. Um, they just added Louisville. They have UCLA. Uh, yeah, they. But yeah, that eighteen playoff would be perfect for a Georgia that knows it has an Alabama in its way every year. In that you could still, you know, be blocked in the national or in the SEC championship game if you have a bad day but still get back in the playoff and have a shot at it. Yeah, and the thing is, like I said, with this much talent, the more cracks you get at it, the more yep. likely you, you're going to break through. So, they're, Why they're there's gonna, no window closing for this program anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, so everybody who's throwing 1980 in their face, go for it. Because if they keep doing this, they, you won't be able to do that anymore. But just enjoy it for now. 81. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone say 81? Because it was the 1980 season, Seth. It was I, I a magical just, year. It was 1981. Herschel was a freshman. Right. Lindsey Scott. Run Lindsey. Property damage. A steel right, metal yeah, run chair. Run Lindsey run was 1980. But the yeah. actual championship. Steel, game, steel metal chair. 1981. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. That's how we do things in college football. I know, I know. It I, doesn't I refer count. to George's magical 2017 season. The Rose Bowl was technically 2018. So, oh no, it was officially 2018. It was yeah. 2018 when that yeah. game took place. But yes, we we are going to stick with the the when the main action happened, and definitely with 1980, we must stick with when the main mm-hmm. action happened because of the greatest Larry Munson call of all time. Because that yes. took all place right. I'll in grant 1980. You that. Yes, <laughs> Seth, right. it has been a pleasure. Read Seth's state of the program on the Georgia Bulldogs, on The Athletic. If you're not already a subscriber, please subscribe now. Best sports writing on the planet. The deepest college football coverage you can find anywhere. And it's about a latte a month. Seth's drinking a latte right now. He's already paid for an athletic Water. Out of a coffee cup? Yeah, yeah. I drink. I finish my coffee. I go for my workout, and then I put water in my coffee cup. I, I, Seth, that's the way Seth, I save Seth. on See, on dishes. I, I'm, I'm doing a bit here. I'm I'm plugging the company, and you're killing okay. me here. What you, what you say is I I paid five fifty for this latte. I'm crazy. I could have gotten the best sports writing in the country for an entire month doing this. Yes, yes. All right. That that is. I'm having a latte. It is with. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's your bit. I'm not going to jump on half, it. Half calf, soy milk. Yes. Triple twist. Almond I don't milk. That's what we drink in this house. I, I, I get mine with whole milk or half and half. It fills you up all day. Seth Emerson, okay. thank you so much.
Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can hear the Andy Sapel Show three times a week during the offseason. All college football, wall-to-wall, year-round, does not matter. We throw bonus episodes up. We like talking football. We don't stop just because the season stops. So please subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, rate, review again. We love hearing what you have to say, and we thank you for listening.